Coming up on Unpacked. I met her in 2015. When she's angry, she loses respect for me. Sometimes she would block me. And then she went to visit the doctor only to find out that she's pregnant. Deep down, I was not happy. I didn't want to make a baby out of wedlock. The child doesn't have any of, our, of my features or my family features. Raising a child only to discover that he is not yours. Today's guest is here to share his story. Let's unpack. Coming from a tough family background, Seleke Ramakoko was determined to do much better as a parent. After receiving the news that he was going to be a father, he played an active role in his child's life. However, disagreements with the mother of his child led to them having to go to court. It was here that a new revelation was brought to him that would shatter his life forever. This is part one of his story. Let's unpack. Selego, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. So let's go back to your upbringing. What was your childhood like? Um, I'm Selege Ramachotlo, mm. originally from Valcom in the Free State. And I'm based in Campton Park. Um, growing up, I grew up with my uh, younger brother. Uh, we stayed with my mother, um, who was married to my younger brother's father. Mm. Um, he was very abusive, uh, physically and emotionally, to my mother. And I grew up witnessing it. And uh, later on, they separated, where my mother went to stay with uh, my grandmother. And where was your father um, while you were growing up? My father was around also. I think he remarried a couple of times. And um, at some point when uh, my younger brother's father was abusive, I went to stay with my father uh, while in high school. And it didn't work out because uh, with him also, it wasn't stable. And I, I, I came back to stay with my mother. Mm. And uh, because of the abuse, and I ended up confronting my mother to say, you're going to die here. It's mm. better you move out and go back to my granny's house and we start afresh and um, everything will be fine. Mm. So that's, that's what happened. Um, yeah. So when, when you moved uh, back with Granny, it was you and mom and your younger My brother. younger brother. Yes. Did things start to become a little bit better? Yeah, things started to become a little bit better. I finished my metric and I, I now was struggling with regist registration because my mother was not working and mm. my Granny was uh, a pensioner. And uh, my mother made a plan for me to register and I went to the University of Free State. Mm. I think I started at uh, the old Vista University, then I moved to Bloemfontein to, um, with the help of NSFAS and I enrolled into a degree and um, they helped pay for my schooling and I also got a, a part-time job as a, a, a tutor as, a, at the computer lab and I was able to send money back home mm. while I was at the university studying. 
In this time with the, your upbringing that you've described, witnessing your mother's abuse at the hands of your stepfather or the, the man that she was with at the time, witnessing and experiencing your father and your difficult relationship, what did you take out of that as a man, as a young boy becoming a man? Um, what I took out of it was that I didn't want it to be my reality, mm. even when I start my family one day. Mm. And I told myself that um, I'm going to be present in my son's life or my son or my daughter's life. And I'm going to get married and remain married, uh, even though the rate of divorce is high. Mm. That won't be my reality and I'm going to make a success out of it. Mm. Uh, because uh, from my mother's side and also my father's side, they were both unstable because they separated when I was still uh, very young. Mm. So witnessing what the dynamics that happened after that or while growing up made me realize that I don't want to be like them. Mm. I, I don't want to inherit my father's mistakes. I want to be a better man mm. and a better husband and a better father in the future. So at some point, you eventually meet a woman. Tell us about having met this woman in your life. I met her in 2015 when I went to visit my friend in Bloemfontein. My best friend is based in Bloemfontein. So we went out with my friend and I met her and we started um, chatting and connecting. And it was, I went there for a weekend. Then I came back to Johannesburg and we were chatting via social media and keeping in touch until this happened around um, 2015, yes. In 2016, January, I think it was the 22nd of January, she told me she was coming to the site for a church conference at the FNB Stadium. And then I accommodated her for that weekend. Mm. And we did the deed for that weekend. And then she went back to Bloemfontein. Were you guys officially dating or you were still just talking at this time? We were still just talking because I had someone the site, but it mm. wasn't really serious. And then um, we, were, we were just talking because mm. it was all fun, fun. It mm. wasn't really, and the distance also made it better because we, it was just talking about fun stuff. And then even when she came the site for a weekend, it was, it was all fun. Mm. I went to drop her at the conference, went to fetch her and then, uh, on Sunday, I remember she went back to Bloemfontein. Mm. So after that happened, what was the next significant thing that happened? Did you guys still talk? We did talk. Um, and I think after about two months, she told me that she wasn't feeling well. And I was like, you know what, you need to go and see a doctor. Mm. And then she went to visit the doctor only to find out that she's pregnant. And had you suspected pregnancy at the time? Not at all. Not at all. I thought maybe she's suffering from something that will just pass. Um, but uh, she kept on complaining that she's throwing up. And I was like, you know what? You will have to see the doctor and find mm. out if there's anything mm. wrong with you. So she discovers she's pregnant. How does she break the news to you? Um... 
When she came back from the doctor, um, I called her to find out uh, what did he say, and he said, no, the doctor said I'm pregnant. Mm. Um, deep down, I was not happy about how it happened mm. because um, I, want, I didn't want to make a baby out of wedlock. I mm. wanted to get married and then uh, set up a good um, base for my child and, and be involved in every step of her mm. pregnancy. But now she fell pregnant while in Bloemfontein and I'm in Joburg and I'm mm. working and now she has to go. Uh, and also the fact that we were not really in a relationship mm. by then uh, made it a bit more uh, complex in a way. And I had someone decide, so I had to break it off to her to, to tell her that, hey, I've made someone pregnant mm. and I'm going to have to take responsibility for it. And mm. so I supported her. Uh, so what, what was your decision with regards to your existing relationship? Was it that we need to end because of, I need to focus on this situation now? Uh, I was excited to be a father and I felt like she wouldn't understand. And... Mm. The fact that already I made someone pregnant while I was with her, mm. she had a lot of insecurities. Now, me traveling to Bloemfontein, there's, there are always there, there are issues to say, are you going to see her in Bloom? Mm. So I didn't want to have such issues. I wanted to focus on this new journey uh, that I am embarking on to give her support. Uh, uh, my full attention uh, while she uh, goes through the pregnancy. Did you guys actually have a discussion about what you're going to do or did she say to you, I'm pregnant and I'm definitely keeping it? Um, she told me she's pregnant and she, um, knowing that um, at that time she was 23 and I was 33. Hmm. And by then, I wanted a child, hmm. even though I wanted the circumstances, uh, uh, I wanted to them different. to be different. Yeah. But uh, either way, I wanted a child. Hmm. So, And he, she also wanted to keep the baby. Hmm. So we decided to keep the baby and then I'll give her my support, my full support. Hmm. So what was the pregnancy like, the journey for you and her? Um, the pregnancy was a bit tricky because now um, you, impregnate, you impregnated someone that you are not really in a relationship with. Mm. Now it's only then that we are trying a relationship. Mm. And now we realize things that we don't like about each other. Mm. And before it was about fun. Before it was now about fun. Now it's serious stuff. Yeah. Now I realize that this person... When she's angry, she loses respect for me. Mm. And she calls me names. At first, I thought it's the uh, pregnancy. But I, I got to realize certain things that I didn't like about her that are now supposed to be my reality. And um, certain things took me back also to my childhood. Whenever she would lose respect for me, when she's angry, it would remind me of my traumas where now I, like I said before that I experienced, I witnessed abuse uh, mm -hmm. from my stepfather abusing my mother. And I had told myself that it won't be my reality. So now I'm with this person, uh, she's carrying my child and also not wanting uh, my child to suffer. Then I have to step up and be with her and, and work things out either way, because mm -hmm. now 
I have a child and I don't want them, uh, my child to be raised by another man. Was she verbally abusive? Verbally abusive, she would say words that even when we were um, um, past the argument, they would remain in my head. Mm. Um, and that would, and when she said those words, um, it would shut me down. I wouldn't know what to do. And West now, during pregnancy, she is that side and I'm this side, and sometimes she would block me and um, whenever she feels like it, and it was difficult. And for me, I wanted to be there every step of the way mm. uh, because that's something that I never experienced. And uh, being a first-time father, I felt like uh, one day I want to be there, in, you know, attend those visits, doctor's visits and, and everything. Mm. And now it's different because... Um, I've, I've impregnated, impregnated someone that I, I don't stay with and um, some of the things I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. So eventually it nears to the point of the baby's arrival. What had you guys decided about her giving birth and where you're going to be? Uh, we had not decided because a lot of things we were just figuring them out as we, as we go. Yeah. And um, for, she was still studying in Bloemfontein while I'm working this site. And uh, nearing the baby's arrival, I think even when she was due, I had to travel from Joburg going back to Bloemfontein. Mm. And um, she was admitted while I was on the way to mm. Bloemfontein. And when I got to the hospital, I found out that she um, gave birth. Mm. And uh, I was happy. I was mm. happy. And then when it came to a point where uh, the child uh, ha- had to be registered, she asked that uh, the child be given my surname. Mm. Um, I was happy and surprised because it's not something that we had uh, agreed on. And I know we were just talking about the name, uh, uh, but we we had a couple of names. But mm. the surname one, she decided that the child must take my surname. Mm. And this surprised me because, you know, culturally you have to pay damages Mm. before the child can take your surname. But Mm. she was able to register the the child under my surname. And your name is on the birth certificate as the father? Yes, my name was on the birth certificate as the father. Because when the people from the department were there to register the baby, I was there. So mm-hmm. they put both our names on the birth certificate. So prior to the baby being born, how and when did you tell your family that, hey, guys, I've got a child on the way? Um, um, like I said, that uh, my mother moved back to my grandmother's house. And um, um, prior to that, also, when I got a job this side, I was able to... Um, buy my mom a house, mm. and then uh, she was it, she was staying with my younger brother, and then now I had to break it off to her, and she didn't like how it happened mm. because uh, also uh, I'm very close with my mother, and I would tell her how I wanted uh, uh, everything to happen. Yes, um, uh, I wanted to get married at 28 and have my own house and kids. And then now I was uh, 35 by then mm-hmm. uh, when the child was born. Now I had to 
go back and tell her that I've impregnated someone mm. and now um, it's not how I wanted it to happen, mm. but I will have to take responsibility and do whatever I have to do for the child. So now baby is born and what was the setup now between you and the mother of the child? Uh, the baby, when the baby was born, uh, I think she went back to uh, Stacksbraid, where she's originally from. And then I used to visit. And then she decided to move to Johannesburg um, to study the site mm. so that uh, they can be nearer, uh, I can be able to access the child. But the problem is I... Um, us moving in together was never an option mm. because my mom also made it clear that she's that's not how she raised me. If I have intentions of moving in with her, I will have to uh, follow necessary procedure by introducing myself at her, respecting mm. her parents and, mm. and, and that. So she found a place, the site, mm. uh, downtown Josie, and I would visit her. And she was not working. She was still a student. So I did everything for the child. The child was under my medical aid. And we found daycare for the child. Mm. But uh, another issue was that um, um, she would complain that she's still studying and uh, I don't help her enough. Mm. And I suggested that no. Let's take the child back to Valcom to stay with my mother. Mm. And she refused. Mm. And uh, my mother, what I like about her is that she supported me fully, mm. even though she could see that there are some things that don't add up. Mm. Um, the child doesn't have any of, our, of my features or my family features. Mm. And, and also the behavior around uh, the mother not wanting the child to go and stay with my mother. And we were comparing that Stack Sprite is about six and a half hours from Johannesburg. Mm. And her own mother had a business and she couldn't take care of the child. Mm. So my mother was readily available to take mm. care of the child. And Valcom is just two hours away. And I told her that you can be able to focus on your studies while we let my mother raise the, the, the baby and we, you can visit her, him whenever you want. Mm. And how, how old was the baby at this time that I, this discussion was happening? I think the baby was uh, one or two years old. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think one or two, yeah. I don't remember exactly, but uh, the child was still very young mm. and she was saying that she's struggling. Uh, because she can't concentrate. And even though I was paying daycare for the mm. child and I was doing everything, mm. and um, I worked standby at work, mm. so I couldn't fully, like every weekend, I couldn't go fetch the child. And I had suggested that let's take the baby to Valcom because my mom is readily available and mm. she will take care, good care of the child. And I didn't understand because whenever the child visited uh, my mother, she would want to go and, 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 and check how he is. Um, mm. And my mother gave back birth to us and she took good care of us. And mm. I knew that uh, she was also happy for her grandchild mm. uh, and he was, she was going to do a great job. Mm. But uh, she refused that the baby go and stay with my mother. So it, it was um, 
part of the red flags that that I I I I picked up, mm. and also the fact that uh, just to take it back a bit, when she was pregnant, I got. Uh, people were telling me that there's someone that uh, she was in a relationship in with while she was in Bloemfontein. Mm. I ignored all that, but mm. whenever we're fighting and she would um, um, uh, say mean things to me and 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 block me and do all these funny things, it used to take me back to to think: what if? Uh, everything that uh, everyone is saying. What if my, uh, what if this child is not mine? Because when she's angry, it's her child. She does whatever that suits her. Mm. But when she's fine, we we are fine. It's our child. Mm. Uh, she's able to open up to me to do to assist her with everything, and not even a single day she would say thank you for you know helping out. Um, she used to always just say that it's your obligation to do mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. we cannot uh, uh, we cannot applaud a fish for for swimming. Mm-hmm. And not that I wanted her to give me uh, the credit, but I just wanted her to acknowledge mm-hmm. that I'm as equally a parent as she is. Mm-hmm. And especially when I'm there for her, doing everything that I I, I never witnessed or I never that I always wanted to do for my yes, child. Yes, yes. So just in terms of your mom meeting your your son, did she note anything? Because you say that the child didn't have any of your features. Did your mom notice that as well? My mom is the first person who noticed it. And she noticed, she could see even, you know, looking at simple things like looking at his feet, she would say... Um, but even from your from the mother's side, we cannot say they look like the sisters or whoever or the the grandmother, and uh, and and she also coupled with her behavior towards my mother, and also um, refusing that the child stay longer at my mother's house. It was as if she's afraid that my mother would maybe secretly take the baby. Uh, to go and get paternity or something. But my mom always told me from the beginning that go and do paternity for this child. Mm. And I was excited being the first-time father. It flew over my head. I was just happy to be a father. Mm. But uh, but whenever things were not uh, okay or whenever I looked at the boy and I, I would see those, uh, whatever she was talking about, mm. and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your relationship like with the boy, you know, from when he was a baby to him becoming a a new toddler? What was your relationship and your bond like? Um, it was very strong. Um, you know, I did everything for him. And um, even from the hospital, I gave him his first bath. The mother was still afraid. Mm. And I was... Uh, uh, the child was very sickly when growing up, uh, especially when she was still a, he was still a, um, a newborn. He had jaundice and he kept on going back to the hospital for um, different things, and I was there. And it, the little things made me happy because 
I was hands-on. I did everything. It was, I never wanted to be that father that uh, only pays maintenance and that's it. So I was involved and I documented everything. And even on my social media, the boy was there. All these little things that we do when, you know, when I, uh, even at night when he can't sleep, then I'll be uh, there for him. So the little things made us bond and being called, being called Papa for me mm. was it. it. It made me, it gave me a purpose mm. um, to life. It made me look forward to the next day. It was a motivation for me to work harder and build something for my child, which I never had while growing up. So at some point, there became more problems in your relationship. What was it that happened that led to the relationship with her ending? Uh, the main thing was uh, her losing respect for me when she's angry. Mm. You know, she would call me names, she would insult me, and that for me uh, was a deal breaker. Mm. And it's something that I realized after we decided now we will we'll, we'll turn it into a relationship and we'll try and raise the baby together. And when that happened more, where when she's angry, she blocks me, she calls me names. Even when we are happy now, I still have those, uh, like there's that, that image in my head. I decided that I could see that we are heading for a disaster. Mm. So early on, I told her that, you know, we'll have to stop this, um, the relationship, and me and you will have to co-parent. Mm. And things became better when we were co-parenting because now we were not, uh, the fights were, uh, were not as, uh, as big as, as before. Mm. Even though that uh, problem of her blocking me or calling me names when she's angry, uh, kept on happening, uh, but for me it was a deal breaker because it took me back to my uh, childhood where I experienced and saw my mom um, being abused and mm. I told myself that it won't be my reality. And uh, yes, that's what, that's what, that's, that was the reason for me to call off the relationship. But we, I learned to deal with her. Mm. I learned to say when she's angry now and she starts uh, swearing at me, I will just keep quiet. Mm. But I will call her and check on the baby. Yes. I will do whatever I need to do. And uh, yes, that was the way of me coping mm. with uh, the co-parenting. So now fast forward, the relationship is over. Um, you at some point meet someone else. What was the next thing that happened then? Um, I met someone new, and I think it was in uh, 2020, yes, in so September. How old was your child at this point? Uh, the child was uh, four, four years old. Mm. Uh, the child's, uh, child was born on the 12th of October, mm. which is 10 days after my birthday. Mm. So um, in December, when I met this person in September, I think in, um, we hit it off and it was all um, great. And in December, I decided to introduce her to my mother. Mm. So the current, the girlfriend uh, stays, is from Zastron. And mm. Zastron is about 30 kilometers to where the mother comes from in Stacksbrate. Mm. Um, so I introduced her to my mother. So some uh, took pictures. I think she uploaded them on her social media mm. and through her, uh, their mutual friend. 
uh, the mother of the child found out. And that's when, um, um, uh, when we're talking about the baby, she would bring it up to say, oh, your girlfriend from Zastron. And I would be like, you know what? Me and you have been co-parenting for three years, close to three years. And uh, I don't ask you about your personal life. Mm. And there's no need for you to be involved in my personal life. Mm. And uh, at one point, uh, my mother uh, called her to check on the baby because that December, I gave them money to visit the grandmother in Stexbrait. Mm. So I had bought clothes, uh, uh, and then we were trying to find a way to get the clothes that side. Mm. So when she saw the girlfriend who uh, visited me in, in Valcom, she thought that I was in Zastron. Mm. So she called me furious to say, you cannot come this close and fail to drop uh, your son's clothes. And then I was like, you know what? Um, I wasn't there. I was in Valcom, but you have um, no, um, you, you cannot, um, I don't see you, uh, I cannot entertain my private life with you mm. because we are co-parenting. Then she became furious and blocked me, blocked my mother, blocked my brother uh, on both WhatsApp and calls. Then I couldn't talk to the child. The entire December, January, I reached out to her mother to say, please help me out because now I haven't talked to the child and um, she's not willing. Uh, the mother said she will talk to her and she came back to tell me that, no, um, she said she's not ready to unblock you. So she will when, she's, uh, when she feels that she's fine with it and she has decided to move to Cape Town with the boy. So other than her deciding to move to Cape Town, what else did her mother tell you? The mother told me that um, she has decided not to unblock me and there is nothing she can do about mm. it because she's the mother of the child. And also that um, the mother, uh, I called the mother while the mother was already in Cape Town. Apparently she got a job that side. So uh, I'm referring to the grandmother. Mm. So the mother was still in stack spray with mm. the child, mm. but she had decided that now she's going to move to Cape Town. The move was sudden because uh, when, she le when I gave them money to uh, visit their grandmother in, uh, in December, uh, all I knew was that the child was going to come back and we were going to find a school for uh, like a grade R school for the, for the boy. And we had, we talked about it. Then all of a sudden now, after she blocked me, now she decides to move to Cape Town. Mm. And she doesn't tell me, I only hear this from her mother. Um, I then, uh, the mother told me that, no, she'll come this side to fetch her stuff. And I knew where she stayed. So mm. I went to court to try and uh, contest for shared parenting because mm. um, I knew that she's the mother of the child. After all, I cannot fight that. Mm. But I'm as equally uh, a parent as she is. So I went to approach the court and then um, I opened a case of um, uh, shared parenting. Mm. And then they said they will investigate and they will get back to me. I think when they um, called me, she had already moved 
because I used her address the site. She mm. came to take her things and move back to, um, I don't know if it was tax rate or uh, uh, directly to Cape Town. Mm. And by that time, I had no access to the child. Um, I was, the mother was telling me that uh, I could only speak to the grandmother mm. and who was then in Cape Town. And um, when, I, uh, when I followed up on the case, the social worker told me that since she's no longer within Gauteng, she will have to liaise with the social worker where the mother is, and now they will have to investigate. And that really prolonged the whole thing. Mm. And I was sitting here not knowing what to do. And I could, since I couldn't have access to the child, I stopped sending money. Next time on Unpacked. She decided to take me to maintenance court. I would like to do paternity testing as a prerequisite. Their DNA matches and you don't match with either of them. Mm. And they decided that he must move on without me. She knows deep down that I did whatever that was needed mm. for that child. for watching Unpacked with Rilebukhile Mamoja. Make sure you subscribe to my channel where you can get to watch more episodes. But more importantly, you can be part of our online community. Comment down below, share with us who you'd like to see on the show, what story you'd like us to discuss. We love engaging with you. Keep it coming and don't forget to subscribe.